Welcome to this week's episode of Cinematic Adventures. I'm Daniel. AKA Future Man. That's true. And this is Jackie. Hi, Jackie. <laughs> also Aussie Nerd. And hi, also known as JP from the relevant time of now. Uh, yeah. This week, yes, indeed. This week we are talking Star Wars. No. Yes, and an interesting fact, um, I may have broken Daniel. Mm. He is well on his way to becoming a movie buff, and I think this week did it. I, um, yep. Uh, I okay, you. so, <laughs> Star Wars, Rise of Skywalker is coming out, and for and she's like, okay, so when was the last time you saw Star Wars? And I'm like, I don't know, a few years ago, maybe? When, when, did, when did Force Awakens come out? 2015. Yeah, then I saw it for Force Awakens, and then I'm like, it was all right. And then I stopped, and then I moved on with my life. Mm-hmm. And then, okay, so the reason why this is such an important situation for us is because the way we started talking was we were in a movie chat group on Facebook. Mm-hmm. I, had, I was the Star Wars fan, which is why he always has that angle towards me. Um, and he was the Harry Potter fan. Yeah. We were disabled with the. With the prequels and the sequels for, for our respective franchises. So he was a person who was adamantly defending The Last Jedi. It was all right. It was good. It was great. Why not? I liked it. I liked it. It subverted expectations. And I don't care about Luke because I didn't pay any attention in the beginning. That's and, true. All those things are true. <laughs> yes. And I was the person who was like, Crimes of Grindelwald was fine. What's wrong with it? It was a serviceable story. And he was like, how dare you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Context is important. You have no <laughs> idea how much worse Ray is as a character now that I've seen how, far, how much it took Luke to get to where she was at the beginning. And now, yes. Yeah, so this whole week when he's been watching, he had to rewatch the... This week we're only doing... The Ridge Tridge, or the um, so we're doing Star Wars, which is now named A New Hope, but when I saw it, it was called Star Wars. Uh, I like that it's named and, a New Hope, um, because it's based on the old serials that George Lucas came uh, grew up with. So it's like we're in the middle of this series. Uh, I'm sure it won't come back that he makes prequels or sequels or whatever, but even so, I don't think that should count this week. You're gonna make me watch the prequels. A New Hope, you mean? Fine, With but I, one? yeah, I like this called uh, Episode 4, A New Hope. Um, yeah, you see, it's now called Episode 4, A New Hope. When I saw it, it was just called Star Wars. I and then the next one was decision. and Return of the Jedi. Those are the yeah. three we're going to be talking about today. Now and it's, and titled, most importantly, if anything is explained in the prequels, extended universe, some fucking video game, I don't give a shit, all right? <laughs> yeah, we're I just, don't we're... Care. Exactly. And again, I've broken you because you were Mr. TV shows, anime, and I was like, bring it back to movies. Let's stick to movies. And now you're like, only movies. For this one in particular, yeah. Because, like, do you know uh, the name of that stormtrooper that's three words back and to the left? I don't, but apparently he's in the extended universe and has an entire backstory. 
Everybody in Star Wars has a backstory. Yeah. Everybody. Literally, if there was a character on screen in the original trilogy, there is some form of extended universe material where that character has been flushed out. Literally, the guy who is watching the ships come in, there's a backstory for him. I can't (laughs) remember his name. Probably doesn't matter. No, he doesn't have a name. In the OT, he's just a character that's pointing like a thing in the sky as a ship comes in. It, it, that's it. And in the OT or in the uh, in the extended universe, there's a story for him. <laughs> so, well, we got to sell them toys to them kids. It's well, the extended universe is a fun thing, um, which we can touch on briefly. It's it started with every people who really loved Star Wars, and then afterwards we were like. This is awesome, but what comes next? You know, what happens now that the galaxy has been saved? Is there another threat looming out there? And so Lucas at the time, he he had the copyright on all the toys and all the merchandise, but he didn't care if you went on with the story. If you were super creative and you wanted to say, here's what happened to Luke, Leia, Han, Chewie, blah, blah, blah. He was like, go for it. I don't, that, fine, sure. Yeah, you can call it Star Wars, nifty. As long as it doesn't I suck, love that. He, just, he was like, go for it. And he wouldn't sue you. He was just like, yeah, sure. As a matter of fact, if your story was creative enough, he, uh, if you did like some type of filmmaking thing and you're, you did a good enough job, he would actually hire you to work at Lucasfilm. That's really cool. Uh, I really like that. Disney, however, is not like that and will shut your shit down in a heartbeat. Yeah, fuck Disney. You, Disney. Opposite. Um... But unless yeah. you, you, there are ways to get around that. You can ask Disney ahead of time, hey, can I use these characters? Um, and if they say yes, if they say yes, they will give you like a laundry list of things you can and cannot do and say with those characters. That's really um, stupid. Pro- yeah, okay. pretty much. But if they it's say yes, funny. then they'll allow you to do it. And I'm talking about like, if you want to make like a YouTube short. So every time you see these like YouTube movies, like, the um like the apprentice or um star wars theories version uh what did you call it um oh vader the fan film it, it shards of the past that's what it's called anytime you see these those guys have like have sent letters to lucasfilm or to like disney lucasfilm and gotten permission if not then they would be copyright striked and they wouldn't be allowed to stay on youtube yeah so as we so as we've clarified uh star wars is good disney is evil Fuck Disney. <laughs> Disney right. is not Disney is not evil in and of itself. Disney is a warmongering cash machine, yes. But Disney also gave us Marvel. I mean, that's true. Disney also so gave it's us kind the of that, it's cute baby evil because they had a run of films that we really like. <laughs> Do you want to get into it? I feel like we should get into it. Yeah. This is going to take a okay. while. So. We're going to start with the first, first of all, before we get into talking about in individual films, because what I want to do is I want to talk about each film and then talk about the trilogy itself as a whole. Um, before we do that, I want to get your first impression of, of all three films, like before you rewatch them, because you'd already seen them. And I think that like, it's almost impossible to get anybody's first impression unless they're like at least 50. Because unless they they didn't unless they were there before Star Wars came out, mm-hmm. nobody can tell you their first their real first impression. Because like my first impression, I was probably an embryo because the first movie came out in seventy seven. I was born seventy eight. So 
Yeah, like, and I just remember growing up, like, my, my first impression of Star Wars for me was growing up watching it all the time, just because it was always on. Uh-huh. And it was like, oh, yeah, that's that Star Wars movie. And it's just, it was just, it's just a thing. It's like Star Trek was always on TV. Star Wars was always, it was like, um, it was uh, in syndication. So it was like constantly on. So it's like, yeah, that's the one with Luke and Han and, and Leia. Um, so for that's me, like, where I was at until I was on there. That's where you were? Uh, until like last, until like this week, I was like, okay, cool. It's the Star Wars movie. I got it. I don't care. I got stuff to do. <laughs> The only the yeah. only franchise I really care about is Marvel and Harry Potter. Those I got like deep lore into. Okay. Um, so that was your impression your impression of Star Wars before was just like it's a thing, it exists, whatever. Yeah, exactly. Which is why I like the okay. Force Awakens. The Force Awakens is like um it's like, oh it's cool, there's got the lightsabers and the force and whatever. And then I saw the original trilogy and I'm like, oh, they don't have anything else. They stole <laughs> everything from the original trilogy. Cool. <laughs> okay, so now that you've done your rewatch, what is your re-impression, or your new impression, I should say, on Star Wars A New Hope? Uh, Star Wars A New Hope. The one where uh, George Lucas was like, hey, you know those Flash Gordon things that I like? I don't want to do that. And then they were like, nope. And then he's like, fine, I'll make my own, and it'll be better than Flash Gordon. It'd be great. Promise. Probably. I don't know. So he makes A New Hope. It feels like one of those old serials. It's got like, it's low budget because no one believed in it except for George Lucas. He's like, it'll work, it'll be fine. And then Mark Hamill and everyone else is like, this is ridiculous. Uh, so they didn't have much money and it feels like it. And um, then, uh, but it works because it appealed to, it was a family movie. You described the difference between a kid's movie and family movie and I, agree that it falls more in line with a family movie but it feels like very pulpy it feels like one of those uh camp cheesy movies that you get from the 50s but done really well uh so he's got a gay robot and his pet dog oh here we go (laughs) by the way when he says pet dog he's not referring to chewbacca he's referring to r2d2 they all always pat him and they're like, you're adorable. Take this message. And he's like, I don't know, not even speaking English. Like everyone else, I'm doing beeping like fuck. Fuck, fuck. Yeah. I love Archie. He's okay. so cute. So, you're such a dork. So <laughs> what did you think of the characters? Since you're a character okay. man. I love characters. Hey, um, yeah. I love Luke Skywalker. I like the fact that he started off as like, I want to join the Empire. I want to get off this stupid rock. It's a desert. There's nothing but sand. I hate it so much. Let's let me let me go on an adventure. And his uncle is like, no, don't join the Empire. Your dad's Darth Vader. I'm not gonna tell you that, but I clearly know, which is great. I love the fact that he's like <laughs> that he's like you I wanna be like a Jedi at my father. And he's like, uh um and so I like how it was set that twist was set up from the beginning. Because I knew the twist going in. Everyone knows the twist. That's the twist story. Everyone knows that twist, including me, who didn't, who barely knows anything about Star Wars. Okay, so that is one thing that I benefit from. I'm old enough to have seen Empire and Four Twists, so I. It was, Hold on. What? Can you repeat all of that? You're you, breaking up. You lost the recording. I, it was a bad thing. Anyway. Um, so 
I don't remember what I just said. I think the gist was, it's funny that you mentioned that, um, that you you think that the the twist was set up. I was able to see the twist originally because I am old enough that I saw it before internet memes or, you know, the internet um, <laughs> back when phones had cords. Uh, so yeah, it was like, I got to see that firsthand so that it was a shock. And back then people were like, don't spoil it. Um, and so it's, it's fun that like you, your first time seeing it, which again, this is empire, not a new hope, but your first time seeing it was like, Oh, you already knew. Um, but yeah. looking back and rewatching a new hope, it's interesting that you think like, Oh, uncle, you know, uncle Beru, or sorry, uncle Ben. You don't and know the Beru. You, no, it's, the Beru is the aunt. I said uncle and I don't know why. Anyway, it's interesting that you thought that they knew that Vader was his dad and was Darth Vader, you know, that was Darth Vader and was a Jedi because at this point in storytelling, like in real life, George Lucas didn't know that he was his dad. He didn't come up with that until actually he didn't come up with that at all. Um, the Lee Brackett, who was the woman who helped him write it. She's uh-huh. the one who came up with Vader being a dad for, for, um, the next movie but they didn't do that until the next movie which is why that whole kissing scene was in there because they didn't know at the time well yeah so, Leia being his sister um, wasn't set up at all i don't believe for a second that it was set up up until the scene yeah um the, that that's true okay Anywho. so the uh the, the Darth Vader twist was set up, sort of, in retrospect. If nothing it, else, yeah. his uncle knows that the Empire is bad, and Luke doesn't seem to, because he's like, I'm, I'm going to join the Academy. Yeah, and see, that's something that I like. The fact that we later discover that the Empire was bad, but when you're on the planet, because see, a lot of times, it's just like not to get political, but like the way the, uh, the world views your country, you don't necessarily see that because you're living in the country. You're living your day to day. You're not the evil empire that is like destroying other people. You're just going to work and trying to live your life. And you I don't mean, necessarily the empire doesn't see even call it a death yeah. star. They call it a battle station. It's the rebels well, okay. that call it a death star. Right. Um, at the time though, like in the movie, they, they even, um, well, actually, we have to go back to Rogue One to really get the the importance of it. But they didn't they didn't realize that the Death Star was a real thing. They were just like, oh, it's just some like it like they like you said like a battle station. They didn't realize the massive power it had until in A New Hope when he destroyed um, Dantooine. That's when they were like, okay, this thing is a Death Star. This thing can kill people. That's why they gave it the nickname. But until then, they were just like. Oh, it's just we just have this weapon, you know. It's just it, it's it's supposed to be an intimidation device, but as I'm soon as they destroyed the planet, they were like, "That's not an intimidation device. That's a Death Star." Uh-huh. Or to quote the movie, "That's no moon." <laughs> <laughs> I am a dork. Okay, <laughs> so um, so go on about the characters. Um, you okay. were telling me about Luke more before, like in the like on Facebook. So. Go into detail about Luke and his naivety and his lack of training. Yeah, I love it. I like that he that Obi Wan basically teaches him that the Force exists, and he's like, "You can use your feelings in order to sense things." And by the time he destroys the 
by the time the movie ends, he's like, I can sense where things are, and that's it. Um, yeah. Only the like the first step in his journey of becoming a Jedi Knight by episode six. Yes. So yeah, I think it's really cool. I also like that Darth Vader is like, Obi-Wan has taught you well. And he's like, well, I mean, he started, but it's mainly Yoda. So I don't think Darth Vader knows, knows who Yoda is. Really? Yeah, I think that, because um, he's like, Obi-Wan has taught you well. And I'm like, it was mainly Yoda. So either hmm. he thinks that Yoda's dead or he doesn't know who he is. But the Darth Vader never assumes for one second that uh, Yoda taught Luke anything. Interesting. Okay. So here's a counter that I can use staying within the OT because I can go to the prequels to explain why you're wrong, but I'm going to use stay within the OT. I I figured that Um, they would change stuff in the prequels. Yes. So within the OT, the reason why he says Obi-Wan has taught you well is because do you remember the lightsaber that he was using? Uh, That Luke was using. The blue or green one? The one that he was, the, the one that he was using to fight the first one that he was using to fight uh, Vader. That was Vader's old lightsaber, wasn't it? Exactly. Now, who was the last person to have possession of his old lightsaber? Yeah, plus uh, he saw Obi-Wan uh, on the Death Star and killed him. Right. So the reason why he says Obi-Wan has taught you well is because he knows if Obi-Wan, if Obi-Wan had, since Obi-Wan had his lightsaber and he knew Obi-Wan was still alive because he could sense Obi-Wan. Which, and again, going back to the um, staying with A New Hope, the first time he senses Obi-Wan, he's like, I haven't sensed that presence in a long time. Meaning he hasn't sensed either Obi-Wan or Yoda since a long time, but we're not going to get into that. So (laughs) when we get to the prequels, we can answer that question. Um, But the reason why is because... Okay, I'm not going to get into that either because that's also in the prequels. But anyway, so he, what he's saying <laughs> is I haven't sensed it, – it's difficult to stay in the OT. But in the OT, I could still stay. Uh-huh. The reason why he says that is because he sensed Obi-Wan and only Obi-Wan. And he saw that Luke had his old lightsaber, which is what Obi, which Obi-Wan was the last one to have that. And then, like you said, he also destroyed um, – he, you know, he, he, well, he didn't really kill him, but, you know, Obi-Wan vanished um, and so he knew that since Luke was with him that Obi-Wan was training him he did not sense Yoda in the force therefore okay, so it's not that so he, he didn't know st- who Yoda was it's okay. that he didn't sense him cool so if say Yoda turns up in the prequels and knows Anakin Skywalker then that would make perfect sense indeed okay <laughs> so, cool I'm glad that okay, we clarified so, that um, Let's I like talk C-3PO. about other characters besides Luke. Um, I like what C-3PO. About... C-3PO yes. is great because he is like, I don't want to do this. This sucks. I hate all of you. But also, I'm a robot. So like, I'm, I'm programmed to feel pain and fear because people suck. <laughs> oh, And wow. also, I'm gold because I work on like this, uh, this uh, high-end ship. But like I, we, but we see like other versions of C three PO that aren't his camp. They're not, yeah, they're not covered in in gold. Um, yeah. He doesn't hate everybody. He actually likes everybody. I mean, he yeah, but he's so scared. He, yeah, he's he's a wuss. Um, Someone programmed him with fear. What an evil bastard! Yeah, all of the droids in Star Wars have fear. It's crazy. <laughs> it's yeah, they all like. Sticking to just the pain. 
like an empire where where droids get tortured and you hear them like crying out <laughs> so yeah and that's like a big question everybody's like why do the humans give droids the ability to feel fear and nobody knows the answer I mean, I can guess you want them to have a sense of self-preservation, but you can do that without fear. You can just have them be logical and be like, okay, this is dangerous. I'm going to protect you. But like, to break down. Exactly. You just broke down your own reasoning. Okay, so moving on. Han Solo. The stupid space pirate that I love so much. He's so great. I love him. And why do you love him so much? He's a space pirate. He's like, oh, you've got to talk about philosophy and space magic and shit. I just want to blow stuff up with my phaser. You see this phaser? Fuck you. Boom. <laughs> it's a blaster. Whatever. Anywho, um, let's talk about Hanshot first. Yeah, okay. So George Lucas wants to defend the reasoning that Han shoots first because having him being threatened at gunpoint isn't good enough. Um, yeah. So the, the whole reason why... Luke, so originally, Han shoots first. And you had an excellent take on that that you told me earlier, which was, you were like, yeah, no, Han shoots first because he's just a bad guy. He's in the cantina, you know, scum and villainy. He's part of the scum and villainy. No, but also, and I want to point this out because it's very important. I'm on, like, I can hear myself. But here's, here's why he shoots first. It's because Greedo has a gun pointed at him and he's like, I'm going to kill you. Yes, well, again, it's, it's that whole, the fact, like, before they walk in, when Obi-Wan says, like, you know, the, the famous line of, like, you'll never find a, a greater hive of scum and villainy. Um, when they walk in there and you see... Like, even Obi-Wan himself, he shoots, he doesn't really shoot, but, like, he slices his arm off before he can get a, a blaster shot off. So, it's, it, in there, it's not, like, the regular, the rest of the galaxy. In there, it's, if somebody looks at you, you need to either shoot them or use your lightsaber on them, because, if not, you're going to be dead. Because they will shoot first. Anybody exactly. will shoot and so that's that's the climate inside of the cantina and most likely um but also it also speaks to han's character that he shoots first without regret and moves on yeah and as he's you a said, space pirate first because he later he later gets redemption and he you know he, he later has his redemption arc he needs to shoot first because if not what is his redemption he's part he's a, he's a space pirate Exactly. And he needs to, and it's the start of his journey. Indeed. So, I can hear um, myself on your end. Do you have headphones or something? Um, I can get some. Hang on. Yeah, All so righty. Han, the space pirate, needed redemption because he was in this, in the, he was part of the wretched hivers coming to villainy. Indeed. He's also, he's so cool. <laughs> uh, okay. Moving on to, okay. um, Moving on to Empire Strikes Back. Oh, no. Okay, so before we go to Empire, all right, mm-hmm. we need to talk mm-hmm. about two more things. The, the fact that this is very, very self-contained and also Leia, both those things. Because I love Leia. I love that she's like, I, I love that she shoots first and asks questions later. <laughs> I love that she breaks out of prison and she's like, oh, cool, this is my rescue party. You guys are idiots. <laughs> yes. Uh, okay, so... Go for it. Speak on Leia. 
uh, Carrie Fisher is amazing in real life. And like all throughout her life, she was like, she did not give any kind of a shit about anything. And you can tell that with Leia because she's always sarcastic. She's always making jokes. Um, she's great. When um, in the third movie, in the third one, she um, is in like the slave Leia outfit and she made fun of that her entire life. Um, but also when uh, this woman said, what do I tell my daughter uh, when she sees Leia in that outfit? And she's like, tell her that I took it off and then killed the bastard. This is true. That did I happen. love her so much. See, although she killed him first. She, she yeah, him. but, but uh, either way, she's like, I murdered him and then took it off. Therefore, I did not want to be in that stupid outfit. So there. So the thing about Leia for me... Off <laughs> um, the thing about Leia for me is that she both is a stereotypical female sci-fi character and also defies stereotypical female sci-fi tropes at the same time. Um, she is in... Like in the first one, she wasn't wearing a bra. And the reason why was because Lucas told her there are no bras in space. I caught um, all kinds of bullshit. Yeah, she did too once The Force Awakens came out. She was like, what kind of bullshit is this? Um, and then um, she's, you know, scantily clad. And she is initially, we first meet her as the damsel in distress. But here's where she turns that on its head. She's the damsel in distress and is like, fuck that, you guys aren't good enough to save me. I'll save my damn self. <laughs> and she does that time and time. Every time she's in distress, she ends up saving herself. So, so she both, she starts out as the stereotypical female archetype and then immediately goes, nah, fuck that, and then flips it. Um, but she does kind of come back to it eventually when she falls in love with Han. But she Which, does like, initially fight I that love it. for Han. But like, I get it. I mean, look at him. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> he's, a, he's a sexy space pirate. And the other option is her brother. So like, I yeah. Out of the two guys she's known, he's Okay, when option. we're editing this, you need to count how many times you say sexy space pirate. I, I, because I will. It's, I'm pretty sure we're at like 11 already. I'll cut it off at, <laughs> at 15. Oh, okay. So you've got like three, four more, okay? Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't think you're going to make it because we haven't gotten to Empire yet. <laughs> so, okay. Um, so was that all? Is there anything else you wanted to say on A New Hope? until? Because we're going to come back and talk about all of the, the whole trilogy as a whole. But I want to okay. go movie by movie and then, and then do the whole thing. Oh, that's fair enough. Um, I like that it's self-contained. And if there wasn't a series, this would be an interesting one-off where they, where um, everyone uh, saves a day and they all get medals at the end, except for Chewbacca and some slave robots and also all the people that were fighting. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Uh, quick question. What uh-huh. order did you watch these in? Did you watch Rogue One first or did you just go straight four, five, six? Well, you said that we weren't covering the others. So I took everything else aside from this trilogy as not canon. Okay. At least for now. Well, no, because when you asked me what, uh, you asked me the watch order, and I did say Rogue One, and then four, five, six. Yeah, because I, I threw that in there because there is a kick-ass scene at the very end of Rogue One that immediately leads into the very beginning of this film. Okay, but like I prefer 
that it that the um thing that the hole wasn't on purpose it was just a vent and the empire is like everyone they underestimate uh size they assume that if they have the death star that in order to defeat the death star the rebels would have to build a bigger death star a star destroyer if you will and <laughs> if you have and the fact that they underestimate like a like a few small ships flying in and finding a weak spot i like that it shows the hubris especially um oh shit what's his name what's his name i know it i know it. he was he he's on the death star he, he's uh he's grandma tarkin uh, grandma tarkin i don't know his name what's the actor's name though who, who what who were you talking about the one that's like eh, don't worry you'll be fine Meanwhile, everyone's just leaving. Well, he It'll dies. Fine. Yeah. Are you he, talking about Grand Moff Tarkin? I said that like think, nine times. You didn't yes. say anything. Yeah, I did. Uh, yeah, sure. Um, I just wish that I knew his actor's name. <laughs> Peter Cushing? Yeah, Peter Cushing. Grand Moff Tarkin. Peter Cushing. Awesome. So he's like, it'll be fine. Who cares? We don't need to evacuate. They'll just destroy him. And I like that Darth Vader survives because he's like, I'll be on a ship destroying everyone. Like, I'll be part of the group. Yeah, I like that Vader leads from that, like, he he doesn't just bark orders. He actually gets in, like, immediately in the first movie, he's like, I'm going to be on a ship actually trying to kill people, which is why he's so, like, he's imposing, but he's so demanding and, like, doesn't doesn't really accept rejection, or not rejection, but doesn't, doesn't accept failure. Because he's literally done every single thing all of the grunts have done. So when he gives you an order, he knows how difficult or easy it is to fulfill that mission. And as you see, when he flies around, he's... But see, the problem is, he does have the Force. He's very strong with the Force. So it's massively easier for him because... Don't tell him that. He'll choke you out. Right. But see, that's the thing. Like, he doesn't... He, he knows he's the best, but he also has the standard for excellence, which... Again, I'm going to leave it at that because if I keep going, we're going to get into prequel territory. So let's just That's stay here. That's fine. So we destroyed <laughs> the Death Star. Uh, all the important characters are still alive. Um, my favorite one was when he's like, uh, when, it's when he, he kills that guy and he's like, okay, you're taking over Admiral whoever. And then meanwhile, which has got to be a bad day at the office when you're like, fuck, 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 I'm an Admiral now. He's going to murder me. <laughs> there have been so many spoofs like written based on that <laughs> by the way when we're done with this so um yeah actually that's your i'm automatically assigning your homework for next week yeah, you have to watch space balls space you balls don't need to see the prequels, prequels to see space balls no you will you I don't need to see the prequels excellent i want to see the prequels that's not what i said i said you don't have I, to see the prequels that's what to I heard. listen to what i'm saying <laughs> You don't have to see the prequels in order to understand Spaceballs. You just have to see the original trilogy, which you have now seen. So Spaceballs right. is a spoof off of the whole thing, and it is absolutely hilarious. Mel Brooks is a genius. You have to watch it. I do like Mel Brooks. Fine. He's, he's hilarious, and it's, it's hysterical. The whole I'll thing watch. is hysterical. I'll watch Spaceballs. Okay. So, and on the to the Empire. Yes, you Empire Strikes Back. Yes. Okay, so let's talk about the darker tone of Empire and how the second movie in a trilogy traditionally is 
dark. It is when you're looking at a trilogy of movies, you look at the whole thing as if it is a as if it is a like a play or a movie in and of itself in a three act structure. Act mm-hmm. one is the introduction. Okay, it, it's the um, trying not to use overly nerdy movie terms, but I can't think Do of any other way to say it. It's it's exposition. Um, it's yeah. the exposition. It's the it's telling you. It's showing you the the world. It's all the world building. It's here we are. Here's what's going on. Here, like, boom. This is this is what's happening. The Matrix did it. The Godfather did it. Star Wars did it. And as you said, um, usually the very first movie has to be it has to be a complete film in and of itself. Because if mm-hmm. people don't like that, you're not having episodes two and three. Yeah, my favorite one of that is like in The Mummy where he's like, oh, look at all this cool stuff that we get to do. And it's like, no, you don't because no one likes it. (laughs) But yeah, I like that the first Star Wars movie was uh, self-contained and that now we have Greenland a trilogy so we can carry on. And this one doesn't have to be as self-contained. Exactly. And the second movie, so not only does the second movie not need to be self-contained, it almost shouldn't be self-contained. If you know you're doing a trilogy, then the second movie should have either a bit of a cliffhanger or it should end in dire straits. It should not end with a happy ending like the first film did. The third film needs to end in a happy ending because in a three-act structure, first, the first act is exposition. The second act is it's the conflict. And the third act is the resolution. So the second act is all about when the bad shit happens. So the first one is like, here we are. Welcome to our story. Here is the world building experience. And the second one is now that you know all the characters and you know what's going on, shit's about to go down. And then shit goes down and then end. And then the third movie is now that shit's gone down, what's going to happen? And it's supposed to bring you back like, ooh, what's, how can this, what's going to happen? Where can we go from here? What's going on? And so I will bring this conversation up again when we talk about the sequel trilogy, because that's part of what, ha- what went wrong, because honestly, The Force Awakens was not really an episode one. It was more of an episode two in a trilogy, which is I why we got The Last Jedi. It felt more like a conclusion as opposed to like, it didn't really have a cliffhanger. It didn't really lead us on to what's going to happen next. It was like, oh, look, The Force survived, The Broom Boy. The end. <laughs> so, um. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what The Force Awakens or The Last Jedi is because right. those don't exist because we're talking about the original trilogy. Stay on track. Indeed. So, Empire Strikes I am back. staying on track. I'm Apparently, just saying it's going to come up it's later. the most popular one uh, because <laughs> it it's also darker. the best. Um, it's very different. <laughs> it is it's very different from the first one. It's definitely better than the third one, but it's very different from the first one. It's, it's aiming, it's got a different target. It's an action adventure instead of a uh, pulpy serial. Um, depends on how much you like pulp, I guess. I like pulp, so I prefer the first one, but it's still really good. It's like, and so Empire Strikes Back, uh, the Empire, get this, strikes back. They're like, you destroyed our Death Star. We're gonna murder you. Uh, I totally thought you were gonna say something completely different, and you were like, strikes back. <laughs> You're welcome. I thought you'd like that. I I did. I really did. (laughs) Okay. So, yes, The Empire Does Indeed, as the title explains, Strike Back. 
but I like that. Um, like back that, in a big way. Yeah. So the Death Star's gone, probably gone forever. I I don't see how they could rebuild it. So the Death Star's gone forever, but we still have an empire to deal with. So we have the right. rebels. They're doing rebel stuff uh, over the course of uh, a year or whatever. You said it was a year. Uh, um, include be- every between. Time to leave. No, to no, no. Leave. It's so. Okay, so the the time between Star Wars and Empire Strikes Back is not a year. It's a couple of years. It's a few years. Um, I said Empire takes place over about a year. Yeah. So the events in Empire... No, the events in Empire take place over about a year. But the time between... So at the beginning of A New Hope, Luke is about 19. Okay. At the beginning of Empire Strikes Back, he's about 24. Or he's about... Yeah, he's in his 20s. Like. 23, 24. So that's what I mean by like, it's, it's, but it takes like the events of it take place over an extended period of time. Um, because when he goes to see Yoda, now when he goes to see Yoda, it's, he's not there. Like that's, that's the, the big question for everybody. Like how long was he with Yoda? It's kind it of makes, vague. You I don't think it feels, I think that what makes this different from, say, when they try and repeat it in, like, 30 years. Um, Who's not on track now? <laughs> yeah, but what makes it good is that it feels long enough. We can argue semantics about how long he's actually there, but it feels long enough. It, it takes place over the course of an entire movie when all right. of this stuff is happening and the rebellion is happening. And even after, it feels like it took long enough he still hasn't finished. You're just like, you haven't completed your right. training. Yeah, and he's still, and that is shown by the fact that he loses. He gets his ass handed to him. <laughs> and, yeah. and it also, um, what I don't think enough people, well, a lot of people do, but some people kind of miss, is the fact that not only does he lose to Vader in this movie, but even not just in this movie, but also in the next movie, for a majority, about 90% of the fight between he and Vader, Vader is not trying to kill him at all. Vader is talking to him. him. He's taunting him. He's he's kind of petting him around. It's as if if you saw someone who was like a master at their craft with one hand behind their back, just kind of batting somebody along, like making them feel like they're doing something, you know? That's what Vader is doing when he's fighting him for a majority of the time that he fights Luke in both like Empire in, and in Return of the Jedi. Uh, it's like in, um, in The Princess Bride where they're both fighting left-handed. Except exactly. that Darth Vader's fighting left-handed with one hand behind his back and Luke's using both and Luke hands. Luke is actually so trying as hard as he can using both yeah. hands and using all of the knowledge that he has. And then he still loses. <laughs> so, yeah, so he's still got a lot of way to go. Yeah, yeah. Um, so um, and he and he gets told that, and he's told like, no, you don't know everything yet, and yeah. So, but Vader's holding a secret, which is why he's not fighting him to the death. He's not trying because if he wanted to kill him, he'd just done. He could kill him as he sh- like as he showed. He could force choke him if he really wanted to kill him. And Luke has no kind of guard against that. He's not, like, he just barely knows how to use the little Jedi trinkets here and there that he's learned from Obi-Wan. Yeah. He, he's, um, got, he's got the Force sense, and I think he can levitate stuff now. He's, he's slightly better at it. Like, in the very beginning, it took everything in him to call his lightsaber from the snow. And he'd been training, like you said. 
he's been training this whole time. He's been training yeah. with, you know, he's been, been training in the military as a, as a rebel, you know, as a rebel, the rebel fighter pilot. But also he's been training with Obi-Wan on force powers. And even with all of his, the training that's been going on through the years between A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back, he still kind of sucks at using the force because he can't pull his lightsaber to him. Like it takes him a full minute to get it out of the snow. It's really and then when he gets it, like he's not show, that great getting out of it. Yeah, they, they show uh, it. It feels like a complete arc, regardless of how long he was training, whether it was over the course of a week or a year. It doesn't matter. It feels long. Yeah. Which, and even with that, that training, he's still not that great. He's still he's still kind of not. You know, like if you compare him to any force user, like you compare him to Vader or Yoda or Obi-Wan, he's terrible at this point. And yeah. that's after the training. Um, I, I like that. I think that's a great place for him to be in Empire because um, he's started his journey and we, we see the middle of it. So in the first one, he's like, I can sense things using the force. Um, mm-hmm. And then in the second one, he's like, and then the second one, he's, he's been practicing and he's training with Yoda. And then in the third one, he's completed it. Yeah. And he's doing double backflips and killing slug monsters. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, he has a character arc. Not just what trip. the hell's that? I haven't seen one of those <laughs> in like 10 years. <laughs> well, good for you. These movies came out in the 70s. Um, <laughs> his character arc in the very beginning, you know, in, when we first meet him, he's a whiny brat he's just like eh, i want to do this i want to do that i want to hang out with my friends i want to go to like, station pick up some power converters which people <laughs> make fun of and i'm like that's the point he's meant to be a little shitbag exactly and he matures between a new hope and empire because now he's like he's in the military he's like a fighter pilot you know and now he's like he's got some responsibility and he's 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 a little better but still when he meets Yoda, he's still kind of a whiny shit. That's still part of his personality, you know? He's yeah, still he's like, like oh, I don't want to be trained by this. He, he doesn't trust that Yoda is actually going to train him because he messes him about a bit. And you Luke is still impatient. Yeah, Luke, Yoda no doesn't want to be first meets. Um, and these are all things, that's why Yoda, when, you know, he's got that aside and he has that little soliloquy, and then um, Obi-Wan pops up later, and Yoda's talking to him, and Yoda's like, I can't train him. He doesn't have patience. He's arrogant. Like, what the hell? Why'd you send me this kid? <laughs> uh, the reason why is because the Jedi have a code, and Luke is he's going against it. He's like, he's impatient. He's using his feelings. The Jedi are supposed to, they're supposed to control their feelings, not use their feelings. So in other words, like, um, and that's, I can't get into it because that's a prequel thing. Damn it. Every time I go to say something, I'm like hampered by the prequels or the sequels. Um, okay. So let's just, <laughs> and I, ugh, even this is somewhat EU. Okay. So in this story, uh-huh. it, it just in the original trilogy sense, I can hear the pain the in your voice. Are spe- because it's hard to not, I, there are things that I want to say because I know them, but I don't know them from the trilogy. So you got to kind of like rein it in. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, this is I why know. I didn't see anything else between... The de- uh, I knew, you want me to go insane trying to censor myself. 
there's a Jedi code, but it's not brought up in the original trilogy, so I can't talk about it. But anyway, they said that they said that Luke was too old to train because he's 19, and they probably trained him at like 10 or something. Damn you! Uh, I can't bring that up until later because yeah, that's but, a prequel thing. So, yeah. So they train yes, Jedi. They train Jedi. Is, too old. He's too impatient, etc. Okay, we're just gonna. I'm, I'm gonna move on from that because. Fair enough. All of that will be explained in the prequels, and I can't mention those because you are seeing this as if the prequels don't exist like the rest of us did. So, uh-huh. move it on. Yep. <laughs> Let's just, just go right on to the next thing. Um, yeah, so he has his character arc. He goes from whiny, impatient brat to a mature Jedi Knight. He is not a Jedi Master at the end of the Empire, or at the end of Return of the Jedi. He is a Jedi Knight. There's a difference. So I mean, he couldn't defeat the Emperor without Darth Vader's help. He couldn't defeat Darth Vader. I mean, that's fair. He couldn't. Like, objectionably, if Obi-Wan hadn't sacrificed himself and decided to spar with them, he wouldn't have been able to defeat Obi-Wan. And there's a reason why he should have been able to defeat Obi-Wan. I won't get into that because the original trilogy doesn't. So we're just going to move on to the next point. Okay. On to Return of the Jedi. I think I'm causing Before I go crazy. Pain. You. We'll <laughs> <laughs> talk about Lando Calrissian. Cloud City. Talk about yeah. Lando. Yeah, we'll talk about Cloud City. Lando. So um, yeah. According to Gene Siskel's review of Empire Strikes Back, he said that uh, a lot of people complained that the only black guy in Star Wars was the bad guy. So he added Lando Calrissian into Empire Strikes Back. And he's the coolest character. No wonder Han hangs out with him. Yeah, so originally I was like, what are you talking about? I didn't hear that. But you're right. Um, I went back and looked up like archives of like what people are, were saying. Um, yeah, it turns out this was the beginning of the representation movement for Hollywood. Um, mm-hmm. There was a Black actor who wrote an article in the LA Times that was republished multiple times where he complained that black people weren't represented in Star Wars. And to prove that he wasn't racist, George Lucas put in Lando Calrissian. The, uh, uh, now, granted, it's, it's I, funny that people were saying, like, you know, talking about George Lucas like that, because I heard a rumor that one of his wives was black. So well, I don't, I, they're not saying he's racist. They're just think, saying the movies. Well, he's not. the one who, yeah, but he's the, he is the father of the movies. You That's don't true. have the movies without George Lucas. So if you're saying the movies are racist, you're saying George Lucas is racist. I don't think. I, I think it, it gets complicated and messy. He's the okay, he's the one who added, created the story. He's the one who wrote the story. He's the one who directed the story. I know, Fun but I about what? What were you gonna say? I I don't think I think it's too messy for us to get into it deeply. But what about Lando? What about um? What you mean his his character? You do you have yeah. something to say about him? Go for it. I like him. I think he's a cool, sexy space pirate. <laughs> there it is. You have now reached your limit of saying sexy pirate. <laughs> Congratulations. True, you peaked an empire. Thank you. I appreciate <laughs> that. It's been an honor. <laughs> there it is. All right. Um, great. Um, I'm glad that he hangs out with Han Solo. They seem great. That both of them seem like they're best friends. They fight over Leia, which is hilarious. 
even though like I don't believe for one second that she's not going to pick Han Solo, so it doesn't feel like a space uh, space love triangle, which is like a regular love triangle. Except right. Um, but <laughs> I thanks for the clarification. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> and but he's I think it's funny. I also like that he's um wearing the Han Solo's outfit at the end because it's clear that Han Solo won that ship from him and then just kept his clothes. Yeah, yeah most likely. Um, yeah, I'm going to not say anything right now because there's I mean, this movie that is not part of this that I can't talk about, so I'm just going to go ahead and go ahead and nod, nod and agree. Uh-huh, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and not mention the movie Solo. I'm not going to do it. We're just going to well, move no one's on. I've seen it, so it's so. <laughs> That, yeah, that's why, because we're only talking about the original trilogy, so we're not, yeah, you know, we're, we're in a vacuum right now. We're in yeah, a void the, of yeah, just original Disney, trilogy. So. And uh, also, Disney's writing fan Disney fiction. Disney has nothing so to do with anything. They change it. Exactly. And Disney's writing fan fiction, so <laughs> it doesn't matter. So. <laughs> okay, so did you like the look of Cloud City? I thought it looked fun. Uh, it was the I first time we were. It was the first time we. So this this recording is going to keep cutting out, so that's fun. So uh, we right. have so we have Cloud okay, City. Okay, so we're recording again. Yeah, cool. we're recording again. It's been a bad time. So we have Cloud City. I'm so glad Indeed. we're not using it. Uh, we have Lando Calrissian, the and then and uh, he betrays them after setting up a Indeed. lovely lunch. <laughs> How awesome was it when, first of all, Han obviously shoots first. He walks He's like, holy oh, shit, a giant. Vader shoots. Oh, oh, damn it. Space Hitler. Bang. And then Vader's like, <laughs> get out. Get out. Phase the shit out of here. Blaster. How cool is it that when, when, he, when Han Star walks in. It's a Star Trek thing, isn't it? That's what I, that's uh, what probably, I'm thinking. Probably, I don't so, know. God it. I, yeah, in Star Wars, it's a blaster. Um, but okay. how cool is blaster. it that when. When Vader sees him for the first time, Vader just holds out his hand like, nope, and stops the blast. That's <laughs> like, fun. Is that the they force? They come out and he's just like, no, that's the force. Okay, cool. And then he used, uh, he used the force to like pull the blaster and he's like, sit down. Sit down <laughs> There's really nothing dinner. you can do at that point because he's Darth Vader. <laughs> I love it. Vader's so damn cool. He's in the movie for 12. He, he's in, I think, was it the first movie or the second one? I think it's the first one. He's in it for 12 minutes, and we're like, he's the coolest character ever. He's dressed <laughs> in all black, and he's like, hey, sup? I don't even have to yell, because I'm that he cool. He I'm, actually, if you think about it, he's like that intimidating parent who, he doesn't yell when he's angry, he gets quieter, and you're like, somebody's gonna die. Uh, yeah, like it's some, like, when they whisper, it's dangerous. It's like it's like uh, he told Luke uh, when he didn't join him. He's like, "I'm not mad. I'm just just as a point." Yeah, it's <laughs> so he's so that like he was a dad the whole time, aside from the fact that Vader is, is literally it literally means father, but he really was like that intimidating father the entire time. And you're just like, "Oh, don't disappoint him. He'll kill you. Like literally, he'll actually kill you." But also, you know, don't you you don't want to run out of his favor, you know. <laughs> It's like a father. You want to you impress. Um, I, I, I want to talk about Toy Story 2 for a minute. because Wait, what? Yeah, I want to talk about Toy Story 2. Because Toy Story 2 is, has like a massive 
Star Wars reference where, where they basically do the I am your father scene with Buzz Lightyear and uh, Evil Emperor Zerg. And they're on an oh, elevator. Okay. It's very funny. They're on an elevator and they're, and he's like, I'll, and they meet a Buzz Lightyear who thinks he's a space ranger. And he's like, I'll never, fight, I'll never join you. You killed my father. And he's like, no, I am your father. And then, unlike in the movie, he's like, oh no, dad. And then when he falls down and then he goes, and then at the end, when they leave the toy shop to do other stuff, he's like, nah, I'm not going to join you. I'm playing catch with my dad. And if this movie <laughs> ended with Luke and Vader playing catch, I would have given him five stars. I give it. That was hilarious. You were such a dork. Toy Story Two is so funny. I love Toy Story Two. It's my favorite from the quadrilogy. What's funny to me is the fact that there's someone who grew up on the after effect of oh, yeah. what happened in this movie before having seen it in the movie. Like that's what's amazing to me. Like you grew up on the pop culture that came from the movie without having the references of the movie. Yeah, that like, I knew that that was a Star Wars reference, but in Toy Story 1, when they're, like, they are going to build a uh, and ship that can destroy planets, I'm like, that sounds dangerous, but you're a dumb toy. I completely <laughs> missed that that was also Star Wars. Yes, that's the Death Star. <laughs> okay, so... Um, we're still on Empire, right? We talked about yeah. Cloud City. We talked about Lando. Let's talk Palpatine. Okay. So one of the things that the, I haven't, I saw the special editions the first time. So, uh, mm-hmm. and I know for a fact that the actor who they got to play Palpatine in the third one re-recorded uh-huh. the um call, the phone call that he made to Vader. Uh, and uh-huh. I think that one, that version works better in the wider context of Star Wars. So, you know that it's the same actor, right? The same, one guy has played Palpatine the whole time. Yeah, but in the phone call, it was uh, someone else. And, okay. <laughs> I love that they're saying phone call. They don't have phones. <laughs> you know, the giant hologram thing. I know, it's a hologram. Because you're saying phone call, which is for some reason cracking me up. Anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> they had... Um, I have to. Re- there's. I feel like there've been so many different changes. I think in the first time we saw him, it was a robe. Like he, he was just like a farther away cl- enclosed figure in a robe, and he didn't have make. He had makeup on to make him look kind of funky, um, but it was like a. It was like a further away image of him. And what they did was they had him redo it when they shot the prequels. They had him re-record that. And this time they gave him a close-up and they changed his face to match what he looks like at the end of the prequels. Which I appreciate. I like, I prefer that version of it. Um, because this time I saw the despecialized editions. So it was like uh-huh. uh, what I consider to be a funky cancer survivor, but covered in numerous. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what he, you know, he looked all, he looked wrinkly and creepy, but in the, prequels you find out what happened to him to make him look like that and guess, he looks lightning. more defined in the prequels i the prequels haven't existed so you don't they, you just get what you get you get the original because you true. saw when you went back and you saw and you rewatch it this time you watched the non-specialized you watched the og ot yeah because the one thing that star wars fans hate if there's one thing star wars fans hate it's the movie uh that so is not like, at all true 
Yeah, because oh. e- everyone's like, you need to watch Star Wars, but also you need to watch the non-special editions because they suck. And I know because I grew up with the non-special editions and I'm like, I, I guess. So, I, they, okay, uh, so, so here's I the thing. People don't, think, people don't think that the movies suck because of the special editions. People think that some of the changes suck. There, a lot of the changes are, you blink and you miss it. Like, there's no big deal. But some of the changes are unnecessary. For example, speaking of this original trilogy, going back to A New Hope, with Disney Plus, Lucas changed it again. The scene in the cantina with Han and Cito, now Greedo says McClunky. What the shit? Leave it alone, man. It was fine in the first place. That's what people are saying. We're not saying. Just to be clear, that scene, Han is perfectly justified in killing Greedo. He's threatening him. He's like, I don't give a shit about your bounty. I'm going to murder you. I think (laughs) that being threatened at gunpoint when you're already a sexy space pirate, you're allowed. Damn it. Uh, when you're allowed to murder someone, especially in that place. That's a shit bar. <laughs> Indeed. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's what Star Wars fans are complaining about. We're not saying the movies suck. We're saying, Lucas, walk away. And also, Lucas is being hypocritical in that instance because before he went back in the 2000s and started fucking with the special editions. Actually, I think the first change was in 97. Before he started fucking with them, in the early 90s, he said, he, there was like a quote, I don't have it memorized, but he said something along the lines of, um, you can't fuck with art once it's been out. Like you have, at some point you just have to say it is what it is and walk away. And art should stand as it is. You shouldn't go back and keep messing with it. And now he does all, that's all he does. He just keeps going back and fucking with it. And we're like, listen to yourself, George. Stop it. <laughs> so um, there was a... Uh, it's, it's totally hypocritical. That's why people are like, yeah, knock it off. When Disney bought Star Wars, um, they're like, cool, now we can have the despecialized editions. And I'm like, there's no evidence to suggest that, Star- that Disney likes you. No, no, so- no, no. Disney does not own despecialized editions. Disney doesn't own, uh, from what I understand, Lucas mm-hmm. is the exclusive person in the world to have the masters. And he will not, he didn't sell those to Disney. So, um, that's why whenever he rolls out a new form, he takes away the old ones. He pulls a Disney vault. Only Disney at least will let three fifty years. Lucas is like tries to pull a Jedi mind trick. Like you didn't see that. It's like no, bitch. We remember. We know how. That and he's yeah, like, that I didn't saw the holiday that. special. I saw the special. So to reiterate, whenever you start, it's going to cut out on you because you mentioned that. So just, there's nothing to see here. Move along. If you say that again, special. my phone, stop it. My phone is going to revolt and kick me off again the, because you, there's no such thing. It never happened. Whole thing. There, was a sex, there was porn in that. His grandfather watched porn in the living room. Anyway. What the fuck was that? What Why is wrong with you? Why did I watch it? Why did I watch it? We're talking about the Empire. Now oh we're moving God. on to Return of the Jedi. We have moved into Return of the Jedi because we're moving on. <laughs> so, Return of the Jedi. Actually, we mentioned we didn't mention like we didn't mention the 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 crazy attempt in Empire to rescue Han. 
Oh, sorry. Oh. That's no. That is Return of the Jedi. We're moving on. Return yeah. So, Return of the Jedi. Don't you like crazy attempts to rescue Han from being frozen in carbonite? It's like uh-huh. it's it's if you think about the logistics of the plan, it's kind of nuts. Yeah, like but he's like, oh, it's that, a that happens to try to save him. Yeah, but before <laughs> but yeah, we do that, I like that. I like that the Emperor and Darth Vader are like, we can get him to be, join us, and Luke is dressed all in black, and it's like, well, mm-hmm. I, you could go either way, and I'm pretty sure he force chokes two guards because he just waves his hand and they're like, ah, and then moves back. So he's doing yes. Sith stuff. See, that's what I love about Return of the Jedi is that when you see Luke in the dark, that shows his maturity. And the, the main difference between Luke and the other Jedi that, because like, as you know, the Jedi are no more, right? You only have the two. They were both in hiding somewhere. And then once they came out of hiding, they both died. So like, what happened to the Jedi? Well, they fell. Why? Because they were so dogmatic that they never. They were like, "Oh no! Like we can't have anything to do with the with the Force." It's kind of like the way Christians reject Satan. They're like, "No, we can't even look at him. We can't talk to him. We can't." No, no, no. And Luke was able to understand that you can't reject your feelings. You can use them, which is what the Sith did, like you said. But again. Jedi and Sith, like Jedi are mentioned in the original trilogy, Sith aren't, so we can't even technically use the term Sith. Um, really? How many times did you hear them say Sith? Holy shit. Exactly. So God it's a pop it. culture thing. It's, it's part of the extended universe. Um, Star Wars has gotten in my head. Exactly. <laughs> I've just picked up on shit. Uh, yeah, also, we knew the Emperor as the Emperor. And we knew him as Emperor Palpatine. We didn't know Darth Sidious. I don't think uh, he's called Emperor Palpatine in the original trilogy. I think that's for the prequel. He's, no, he's, he's called the Emperor. Well, he's called the Emperor, but he's, is he called Emperor Palpatine in the original trilogy? I can't remember. I think he they might have said Palpatine once, but he, he's definitely called the Emperor because I know that they said the Emperor. They say the Emperor a lot. Um, I think he, they do say Palpatine like a couple of times. They never once say Darth Sidious, ever. Who the He's only Darth known Sidious? as Emperor. Darth Sidious is Emperor Palpatine. Okay. That's the Sith name. Just like cool. Darth Vader is the Sith name for Anakin Skywalker. I love the fact that Obi-Wan says, only the master of evil, Darth. And like, how disrespectful was that? It's like, my name's Vader. That's the name I well, no. Okay, so we're going to leave the original trilogy for a moment so I can explain that. Darth is a term. It's not a name. Vader is a name. Okay, Darth so it's like is calling a general. It's, yeah, it's like, um, so like in going into the expanded universe, you have other Siths known as Darth Bane and Darth Revan. Darth okay. is a term, is a Sith term. It's so part of your name, but it's like like Grand Moff Tarkin. Like it's a it's a term, but it's also part of his name. You see what I'm saying? Okay. It's like being sense. called Colonel Jackson or whatever. It's both part of your name, your Colonel Jackson, but it's also a title. So um okay. so that's why he said Darth, because Darth means your Sith, baddie bad, bad, bad. <laughs> so, yeah. So technical term that's what actual term, uh evil McBad guy. Evil McBaddy bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there you okay. go. Exactly. Okay, so going back into the original trilogy, um, we I... oh, Return of the Jedi. I love the. I to me, Return of the Jedi shows the completeness of Luke's training 
and Luke's character arc because like you said he shows up in black he's not wearing white he's not wearing the robes that Obi-Wan was wearing well those stupid desert robes I thought and he's not wearing the long sweeping cape that the capes that the Sith are wearing you saw what you cut out okay so uh he was wearing those robes because he's in the desert. Are those Jedi robes? Because why was he still those wearing are Jedi, Jedi robes? So those are Jedi robes. Because you notice, like did a you know, yeah. Well, did you notice that um, that Obi or not uh, that the dark that the the Sith were wearing black robes? Yeah. Or like like Darth Vader wasn't wearing a robe, but he was wearing a cape. Yeah, because he's and cool. Sidious was wearing a, a robe. So yeah, it, these are it's part of their religion. So that's why in Empire, when they were like your silly space religion, it is a religion. Oh my god! When when um when Han Solo was like, um, <laughs> I oh yeah, in uh, in a New Hope when he was talking, yeah, exactly. That's why he looked. He's at basically like that. He's saying, like, "Stop being a Bible pusher." Yeah. But if, like, the Bible had measurable uh, ways of proving itself, like, you could oh, force yeah. choke somebody. Or I mean, levitate if, objects. <laughs> so. I mean, if one of those Christians that was like, have I, would you like to join the Church of Jesus Christ, was like, also, I can do this, and then uh, levitated a rock, I'd be like, I mean, yes, I, <laughs> I will. I'll definitely join. <laughs> You'd be a Mormon for the sake of rock levitation. All right. I mean, yeah, I'm very simple. <laughs> Like, I'm easy. Why not? Um, <laughs> so the thing is, the Jedi didn't go around doing that. Um, in the next one, we will get into how, because I can't do it because they don't talk about it in the original, so we're sticking to the originals. So back to Return of the Jedi. Yes. <laughs> um, so, what I like uh, about Luke I, is that he taps into the dark side in order to... He taps into it, but does not succumb to it. Because remember, Yoda was like, Fear leads to suffering, suffering to, you know, fear, anger, that whole speech. And yeah. like any little negative, any negative emotion will lead you to the dark side. Well, the Jedi also believe that like even good emotions can lead you to the dark side. Any attachment That's can stupid. lead you to the dark side. Anything can lead you to the dark side, basically. That's so you really... have to be aware of your emotions, but not fully dive into them. So they reject Luke all emotion, like, or they're like, no, you just have to control them. You can feel happy now. I will answer that question next week. So, okay. um, this week, sticking to just the original trilogy. God damn uh, oh, This is so difficult. Yeah, no <laughs> I can answer the question. I really can. <laughs> but it's not answered in the original trilogy. So okay, we have fine. to move on. So, um, but I like the fact that, that Luke rejected the dogma of the of the jedi and he was like no like he, he's he, he, it's his personality come full circle because remember before he was impatient and he was arrogant and he was you know just this whiny brat well now he's turned that into and he, he was always somewhat rebellious now he's turned that rebellion into i'm not going to fall the way the jedi did i'm gonna be a jedi but i'm gonna do it my way which is why he's wearing the dark clothes instead of the, the like sandy colored robes. So he has taken the Jedi into his own hands and he's doing it his way. And that is how he defeats the Emperor. By becoming the Emperor. Jedi. But no, don't use that term. <laughs> Sorry. There is such a thing in the expanded universe as great Jedi. So don't say that because he's not a great Jedi. Um, he's he's just a Jedi, but okay. he uses he he's willing to harness 
the full power of the force, not just use only the light side, which well, is what all like of the Jedi it, masters it, warn against. Which is really weird because they're like, you need to bring balance to the force. And by bring balance, we mean reject one side completely and overpower the other side. Exactly. He, fun fact, the title Return of the Jedi is not referring to Luke. You, you don't know that yet, but you will. Okay. So, <laughs> sorry. the okay. Jedi that is returning is Anakin Skywalker at the very end. I mean... Anakin Skywalker sense. is the one who brought balance to the Force. Okay. Cool. So that is why I say he's Space Jesus. Luke Skywalker isn't Space Jesus. Luke Skywalker is Space Jesus Jr.? You, you heard it here first. <laughs> you heard it here first, everyone. Uh, Jesus is a murdering sociopath that will kill you <laughs> and does not care. Well, I mean, he overturned those tables in the temple with a vengeance, so... I mean, who knows if there were birds under the tables, they got, like, murdered. We don't know. Um, <laughs> what the hell are you Weird. talking about? If we were a YouTube channel, we would so be demonetized right now. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> anyway, um, so, what the hell am I talking about? I'm talking about, I'm talking about actual Jesus. Anyway, uh, I was talking about biblical Jesus, not space Jesus. Okay, so back to the Eridge Tridge. Um, talk, we'll talk a little bit more about Return of the Jedi, and then we're going to get the whole overarching what you thought about it. Okay. Okay, so finish off the Return of the Jedi. Okay, so um, we save Han Solo from being frozen in carbonite. I yes. knew that it was Leia under that armor, but if I didn't, uh -huh. I suspect that the twist is that you think that it's Luke, but it turns out to be Leia. Uh -huh. um, okay. I don't know that for sure because I always just knew that it was Leia. I like the fact yeah. that she has a stupid bomb. It's like, I would disintegrate all you bastards. <laughs> I think that the, the, the main takeaway from that wasn't so much that people were, like, you kind of suspected that it was Luke, but it was not that big a deal. Um, the big takeaway is that, again, you have a female going to save a male. Mm-hmm. So really Han cool. is in distress, and the woman goes and saves him. Of course, she ends up getting captured, but <laughs> she still made the attempt to save him. Yeah, and she, but she does murder that slug. Um, <laughs> Jabba. I but like she also, in murdering Jabba, she murdered all the other female slaves. So she's not exactly a champion for women's rights. I mean, what They was she all died, do? too. <laughs> she could have freed them first. Yeah. Or in the process, oh. but she was like, nope, Han. <laughs> yeah, I'm mainly just gonna be like, gotta save Han. That's my main objective. And also, I hate, I hate all of you. This, all, this place smells. It smells bad. You probably farted. Oh um, gosh. I've noticed you have a tendency to constantly say, I hate all of you when describing characters. <laughs> I'm starting to think that's just you shining through. <laughs> oh, yeah. I... Don't, well, they're all bad guys, and they all probably smell bad. And there we go. Okay. <laughs> um, I like the fact that he's a giant slug monster. I like, which is very funny to me. It's a great twist because he's <laughs> because Han Solo is like, I'm gonna give this to Jabba the Hutt, uh, to Jabba, and then it, and then we all we see like most of the aliens are at least vaguely humanoid. So when we see. Uh, when we first see Jabba the Hutt and he's got these like sexy slaves and he's a giant fuck off smelly slimy slug 
<laughs> it's a great twist. <laughs> ah, didn't see that as a twist, but okay, sure. Um, all right, talk about your favorite character from the trilogy, Boba okay. Fett. Uh, okay. God damn it, Boba Fett. All right, here's what happened. <laughs> right? So everyone was like, Boba Fett. Oh my God, Boba Fett, look at his armor. He's great. Look at him. He's a bounty hunter. He has that armor. So we love him. Um, I, I was, like I said, I grew up uh, not watching Star Wars. So all the, all the jokes. Okay, so, okay, before Boba Fett, let's talk about Stormtrooper's aim. Because Stormtroopers have great aim. <laughs> You're getting so excited. You're distracting yourself. Yes, I love proving Star Wars fans wrong. It's what You're makes... Like cutting yourself happy. off to talk about other things. uh so star wars fans are like stormtroopers have terrible aim and i'm like yeah except for all the times when they don't except for the fact that they kill so many people it's like some ewoks uh they stun leia they shoot c-3po and r2d2 they they win literally all the time and the only time when they didn't uh, when they didn't manage to hit anyone was when Leia was like, that was too easy and they had a tracking device on their ship. So clearly they were just like, just aim high for that one scene. <laughs> okay, so the reason why people say stormtroopers don't hit anything is because pretty much all of the instances that you just mentioned, they were like at point blank range. And anytime they're like moving, like look at, think of the scene when in the first one, when Han runs around the corner and there are all those stormtroopers and he like he's shooting his blaster behind him without even looking and he's got better aim than they do. And yeah, but Han, right Solo, Han Solo was a sexy space pirate and they're a bunch of plebs. Ah <laughs> we need some kind we need some kind of like sound every time you say sexy space pirate. Yeah, <laughs> we need I'm- like a buzzer sound. <laughs> I'm too lazy. Because I to knew you were going to say it like 19 times. <laughs> um, okay. Gotta love Han so, Solo. It's things like that. Like, think about it. They had him dead to rights. There were like 45 of them that had him dead to rights. Yet he's still, without even so much as being injured or like harmed in any kind of way, he doesn't get a scratch on him and they're all yeah. shooting at him. So throughout so that movie, cool. there are so many times when they're just dead. Except the blasters are like, especially like the time when Leia was like, fine, I have to do everything. And she shoots the hold and she's like, go down there. And they're like, no. And she's like, go. <laughs> Think about how many stormtroopers are shooting at them. And none of, like, there are 19, not 19, but like, there are what? It was Han, Chewie, Leia, all of them. Chewie's freaking ginormous. He's a freaking Wookiee. And he doesn't, like, come on. Like, the only, he gets, like, barely phased. He should have been easily taken out. Like, at so, the aim, like, from where they were, and they were so greatly outnumbered, there's no reason. And then later on, when they were swinging, and she grabs onto him, and, like, and, you know, that the famous swing scene um, when they're going between one platform to the other? Uh-huh. All they have to do, again, you have, like, 18 stormtroopers. Is this one of them escaping the Death Star? Yes. Like I said, uh, she said that it was too easy and and they have a tracking device on their ship. So the stormtroopers aren't trying to hit them. They're trying to almost hit them. Mm-hmm. The point is to get the tracking device to where all the rebels are. Well, no, at that point they at that point they had already destroyed Dantooine. They thought they had all of them or most of them. 
No, they destroyed Tantooine, and then he, she, and then Christopher. No, not the plumber. Dantooine. Fuck. I, there's I Tatooine care. and there's Dantooine. It's a different thing. Is it? Is it though? Is it? Because <laughs> it sounds pretty similar. Oh, it does. <laughs> so, uh, whatever. So, stormtroopers don't have that bad aim, or at least not as much as like anyone else that. Uh, is trying to fire at main characters. Um, <laughs> See, that's the thing. Like, if there was a casualty, then people would be like, oh, okay, no big deal. But it's like in every single instance when there's like 90 stormtroopers and then three characters. The three characters manage to take out more stormtroopers and the storm, then the stormtroopers take out any of them and they all I mean, get away virtually unscathed. And it's like, that's do... just not possible. I mean, who cares? <laughs> um, so I just debunked I, uh, your debunk of stormtroopers having fanny. No, but I'm just saying that they also hit people. They hit Leia. They and, do. Uh, they they pretty much hit everyone. So it's it's just that um, it's just normal kind of plot armor. Yes. Right. Um, Indeed. And they hit that. They killed that adorable Ewok. Um, but the Ewoks killed them back, and in such numbers. You know, the Ewoks ate them, right? Yeah, I know that the Ewoks are adorable uh, face-eating murder bears. They're, they're cute, cuddly little murder bears. I happen to... So if you ask me what is the best Star Wars movie, I would say Empire Strikes Back, because objectively it is. But if you ask me what my favorite of the original trilogy is, it would be Return of the Jedi. Here's why. I adorable was a child... Bears? cute cuddly little murder bears i was a child well i wasn't born when a new hope came out i was like two when empire came out i was like five i think like four or five when return of the jedi came out i remember seeing return of the jedi Mm -hmm. i remember like oh ewoks i was so when you say like star wars is for kids there are portions of star wars that are for kids Star Wars overall is not necessarily for kids, but it does aim for kids in some instances. Return of the Jedi. Return of the Jedi was definitely like like the, there. So there, the aspects of the, of the movies that like aim for kids. For example, Return of the Jedi. Hey, here are cute, cuddly little murder bears, and I was like, I want a cute, cuddly little murder bear because I was a kid, and they're so uh-huh. cute, and they're normal, and they're little and murder they bears. And they're also like natives, and all the and then these guys invaders come in, and they're like, "We need to use your resources. We're going to use science to um, trick you into thinking we're gods, so that you'll help us." What? Some sort of race allegory? Nah, probably not. Hi. <laughs> exactly, uh, but they were able to stave them off and mm-hmm. protect Endor. Yay! And oh, it was so sad when one of them died. Oh, no, oh that guy. He's so cute. Because he was a cute, cuddly little murder bear. He was murdering all the stormtroopers. It was so sad. (laughs) It really was, though. I was like, aww, when he died. Because I was a child. (laughs) They're really cute. They are. And I was a little girl. So it was perfect. (laughs) And I do have to admit that with when it comes to um, Star Wars, there is a generational thing. Gen Xers love the original trilogy. Why? Because we were kids when the original trilogy came out. What exactly. generation loves the prequels? Millennials. Why? Because oh, they were I... kids when, when it came out. 
So when it came out, they were like, oh, Jar Jar Binks, oh, blah, 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 blah. Adults were like, what is this shit? <laughs> I mean, to be fair, you're making me watch it as an adult. This is true. So, like, thanks for that. To be fair, you had your childhood to watch it, and you didn't. I was, I was too busy watching uh, mainly DC uh, movies and also Harry Potter. So, you know, that's fine. How old were you? When, why am I asking this question? It never ends well for me. How old were you when The Phantom Menace came out? What year was The Phantom Menace come out? 1999. Uh, <laughs> so what you're saying is, you were oh, essentially the same age as I was. Oh, God damn, why am I mentioning this? So when <laughs> I was, the age that I was when Return of the Jedi came out is the age that you were when The Phantom Menace came out. Uh-huh. And I completely missed it because I was five and didn't care. I was watching cartoons. Or so so I anyway, my, my big yeah. thing was Harry Potter. When uh, in 2001, when the first movie came out, um, I got into Harry Potter and reread and listened to all the books on cassette. Wow. We had, um, um, we had a six hour drive uh, back home for, from my aunts for Christmas. So we were so all six hours. That, yeah, it, she lives far away. So we had like a six or eight hour drive, uh, and that entire book goes for seven hours. So we basically listened to the entire book on the way home. Okay. So, so yeah, that was fun. And you were all intrigued. The whole family was fine with it. Oh yeah, we loved it. We loved. Uh, we listened to Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone on the way home, and it was great. All of us were into it. And then as soon as we got home. Uh, a bonding I, moment. Yeah, I got into Harry Potter. So I assume that like seeing the uh, seeing Phantom Menace or Return of the Jedi when you're a kid, like this feels like the kind of movie that gets its claws into you and never lets go. And you can never let it go. Let it go, oh my god, let it go. Star Wars, come on. You've had, so, you've had fun fact, 50 years. Star Wars theory. The YouTube channel that is like the biggest Star Wars channel on YouTube. He's got uh -huh. just under 2 million subscribers. Um, the guy who started Star Wars Theory is a millennial who was about five, years old, five six years old when The Phantom Menace came out. And uh -huh. he went to see it and he loved it and got his hooks in him. And he's now Star Wars Theory. Yeah. So that's pretty much what happens. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, and so the main reason that I don't that I didn't want to watch Star Wars is because everyone kept talking about Star Wars, and I was like, I want to be part of the conversation, and then I was, and then like everyone was angry all the time, and I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> everyone was angry all the time. Um, not everyone is angry all the time. Well, not they all the they, time. They certainly sound like it, and like people there are a couple hate... of times when we're not angry. Yeah, I will say this. I will nothing... say this. Makes you want, makes you not like Star Wars more than Star Wars fans being pissy. <laughs> um, I will say this though: the people, not all, but for the most part, the people who didn't like the prequels mm -hmm. now look at the sequels and say, "You know, the prequels weren't absolutely terrible." I'd like, like to we're point out something. Saying, it's very important. We're not saying that they're great. No, but they're not a dumpster fire. <laughs> no movie is perfect, and I like the fact that kids that grew up watching the prequels have now grown up. 
uh, and I'm making YouTube videos about how great the prequels are. Not because the prequels are great. I don't know. I haven't seen them, but probably not. Um, but because I just want the conversation around any movie, if there's going to be a constant conversation forever, to be generally positive. Like, mm-hmm. I have problems with Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, but I'm like, but all of these other things are really cool, though. And so I don't bring up Goblet of Fire. And even though I bring up Crimes of Grindelwald um, more often than I'd like, I only bring it up with you because uh-huh. you keep bringing up Last Jedi. So I, I don't, I, I don't like Last Jedi. Focusing, I don't I... like focusing on, um, on movies I don't like. I used to. I used to do that a lot. And it was very tiring. Okay, so to clarify, I, it's not like I'm going around going Last Jedi this, Last Jedi that. No, 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 no. Other people, this is what tends to happen. Okay, on the internet, as far as I've seen. What tends to happen is somebody will post something about how awesome The Last Jedi is, and then you have people like me that are like, you sure about that? And Or somebody will say anything that has anything to do with any kind of Star Wars ever, and you have automatically, the fan base is fractured. So you automatically have people coming out of nowhere that are like, no, people are just evil and toxic and horrible. And if you don't like everything that I like, you're an idiot. And then people are like, no, you can like other things and you can not like something. And then there's this, like, the battle lines are drawn. That's uh-huh. what tends to happen. So it's not necessarily that, like, like I don't hate The Last Jedi. I, the prequels we can get happen. into it later. Can we talk so, about Boba Fett? <laughs> um, what, Boba Fett? Yes. Okay, so we, we have to talk about Boba Fett and then we need to go into the trilogy as a whole. Because That's fine, but we really need to talk about Boba Fett because apparently he's the coolest thing ever. Or an idiot. <laughs> One of those things, according to the fan That's base. why I said we need to talk about him. Mm-hmm. So we're okay. going to end this with me giving you the, the beginning of... Uh, or giving you like the culture of how the prequels were seen so that next week when you watch the prequels, you will have the mindset that we had before we watched it. Cool. Okay. Before that though, um, Boba Fett Fett is in Empire Strikes Back and he's really cool. He, um, he's not called Boba Fett. He's also in Return of the Jedi. Yes, I know. But focusing on uh, Empire Strikes Back for now, he's really cool. He's just got a bounty hunter. He's not called Boba Fett until Return of the Jedi. He's called the bounty hunter. And everyone's like... Hang on. Are you reading this? You wrote this down ahead of time, didn't you? Uh, No. You're not Uh, reading uh, points that you had written down that you wanted to say? No, I'm free-flowing this. Okay, go ahead. Okay, that's cool. So uh, he's like, hey, uh, Darth Vader. Uh, So... I basically waited for hours in a fucking junk pile in order to track down uh, Han Solo. I don't give a shit what you do with the others, but I need him alive. Otherwise, I won't get my bounty. And Darth Vader is like, hey. Um, also, he says no disintegration, which I think is very funny. And he's like, fine. I won't, do, I won't disintegrate anyone again. <laughs> again. Um, but, yeah, but he's like... He which, so like, you, know why, you know why he said that, right? Because he disintegrates people literally all the time, I assume. Um, um, there's a specific couple that he did. Okay, but uh, Boba Fett was like, uh, hey, uh, what if he dies in that stupid carbonite? And then he's like, then the Empire will pay you back. Leave me alone. I was like, cool, okay, whatever. As long as I get my bounty, who cares? Um, yeah, um, we're kind of rushing past my point here. There's okay. the specific couple that he killed, that he, he burned like that, is... Uncle Ben and Aunt Beru. 
Wait, so that was Boba Fett who disintegrated them? Yes, that's why Vader said no disintegrating this time. He's well, I'm going to leave that Boba Fett to him. He's okay. pointing out that he sent Boba Fett after Luke. Okay, cool. So I'm going to take that off the board of cool things that the Stormtroopers did. <laughs> it was set up to look like it was Stormtroopers, but it was actually Boba Fett. Oh, oh yeah, then Stormtroopers suck. Thank you! <laughs> I assume Wait, that was Stormtroopers that killed them. That's why, that's why I was like, that's cool. Oh, yeah, but that, li- that one line gives it away that it was him. Okay, cool. So, um, so Boba Fett is, um, is a bounty hunter, and he's like, hey, if you kill Han Solo, uh, his real name Han Solo, why wouldn't that be his real name? All the other names are dumb, so his real name's Han Solo, Han Solo. Um, then uh, I won't get my money. And Vader's like, if he dies, I'll just pay you. Who cares? Get out of my face. Like, all right, cool. I don't yeah, care. he is the leader of the empire. So, yeah. you know, he's got credits. Yeah, I'll, I'll just pay you. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, then, uh, and then, then he freezes uh, Han Solo. And we have the famous, I love you, I know, which is turned around in Return of Jedi. And I thought that was a cute callback. <laughs> I, like that, um, I like that she, has, that she nicked uh, Han Solo's gun. And then he's like, I love you. And she's like, I know. And I'm like, yay, that's adorable. You guys are great. <laughs> I uh, love it. That was a cute line. I really dug it. I really like, okay, I like so all the jokes. What do you Tons think of- about Boba Fett and the Sarlacc pit? Yeah, that was dumb. He's, <laughs> it's, it was all slapstick and uh, comedic. And they were going for a comedic tone. But I'm like, wow, he's an idiot. They were going for a comedic tone to have him fall into the Sarlacc pit? Uh-huh. It was all slapstick. It, it, um, Luke, Skywalker, Luke Skywalker is like, hey, Boba Fett, this is your last chance. I'll murder all of you. And then he's like, nah, it's fine. And then they did a bunch of slapstick stuff, and then Boba Fett fell down Okay, I'm starting pit. to think this is and, a weird Australian humor thing. And, and Han Solo... Like, that was swashbuckling. But Han Solo is like, hey, I'm blind. I can't see. Oh, no, Boba Fett, bang! So he didn't yeah. even die cool. No. It was all didn't. slapstick um, and, and comedic. Fun fact. He goes, Boba he's Fett. not dead. Yeah, he's been digested for a thousand years, and I assume the extended universe had him escape or something. Yeah, he came out of the Sarlacc pit. Um, his armor supposedly helped him survive, and he crawled out or I mean, flew out on his jetpack. But, yeah, he got out. But that's an extended Only universe. Only to be thing. murdered by Han Solo later in the extended universe. Well, as long as it's It was like a depth. comic. Um, I don't think it was. I think it was just as dumb, but it was just later. Wow. And it was, it was Han Solo who killed him again. So it just, um, Basically, he didn't die that way. He just died another dumb way and also by Han Solo. Cool. <laughs> so, yeah. Good talk. Um, I... <laughs> So, so Boba Fett in the Empire Strikes Back is really cool, and I can get why people dig him, and then he immediately becomes an idiot. Yeah, pretty much. The, the movie in general is more fun. There's tons of jokes, mm-hmm. uh, and it's really funny. Speaking of Return of the Jedi, right? Yeah. Okay, um, it's life. It's a life to tone. There's, there's a ton of jokes and callbacks. Um, cute, cuddly little murder bears. Cute, cuddly mur- little murder bears who will eat your face. Yeah, well, they're murder bears. I, I, mean, I love the fact that, uh, that's that not just uh, C- a term. <laughs> I love the fact that C three PO is like, I, this is awfully embarrassing. But apparently, you're going to be the main course at a feast on my honor. Sorry, <laughs> I don't know what to do. 
And, and I love the- C-3PO's morals of like, I can't do that. And they were like, do it! I can't <laughs> pretend to be a deity. It's against my programming. It would be impolite. Then he's like, I'll murder you. If we die, you're dead. <laughs> Which is, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it's really funny. But I also like the fact that like showing how Luke's powers have progressed. Now, while hanging upside down, he can levitate. Yeah. Um, he can levitate C-3PO like while being damn near like about to be roasted so <laughs> his, his force powers have really they've grown so. yeah and um yoda and then he goes back to yoda after that no it was before this but so towards the start no was it after or before he's rescued han solo that he goes back to yoda i think um, it was after that he he rescues han goes back to yoda and then goes back to everybody Again, cool. So, um, so when Empire Strikes Back came out, and it's like uh-huh. you're, I'm your father. No, it's impossible. Hand. Um, when that <laughs> happened, <laughs> I'm sorry. I just love your like <laughs> your minute summary of Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> uh, so when when all that happened, um, there was a ton of fans that were like, "Well, he's obviously lying." So they had Yoda and Obi-Wan both confirm that he was his father. And also uh, Obi-Wan saying, no, I didn't lie. I obviously didn't lie. Even though I told you something that was factually inaccurate on purpose. Right. Which is why I can't stand Obi-Wan. So now you get, and I'm going to get so much pushback on this. Obi-Wan is my least favorite character in Star Wars. I can't stand Obi-Wan. Because he is such a self-righteous prick he lies and manipulates throughout all of star wars and then turns around and is like i of course i'm the moral one based on what you're a liar you're a manipulator you cheat and then you turn around and go but it was all for the greater good he is the classic example of you know of of the whole um when people look at things of like is it you know the ends justify the means or the means justify the ends Mm -hmm. he is a classic example of the ends justify the means and I'm like, no. And to me, Vader is an example of the, the, the means justify the ends. <clears throat> because that's I, Vader's whole thing. But Obi-Wan I, is... I, I, can't I'm going going to, I can't believe I'm going what? to bring this up. But Harry Potter. Oh, uh, of course. So in, a, in um, a story called Harry Potter and the Methods of Rationality, which is a really well-written fan fiction because it was written by a professional author. Um, uh-huh. uh, Harry is like... Uh, Harry was lying to Draco and he's like, um, I, what I told you was true from a certain point of view. And Draco's like, so you lied. That's called lying. You're an idiot and I hate you. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, so um, basically what we've learned today is that the Sith um, are completely open and honest about how evil they are. Uh, and the Jedi lie, cheat, and steal. No wonder. It, so the one thing that I like from The Last Jedi, a movie that doesn't exist yet, uh, is the fact that how, that Luke Skywalker is like, yeah, look at the Jedi. They were a bunch of dicks. <laughs> that's, that's what I liked about Last Jedi. That's pretty much the only thing I liked about Last Jedi because the rest of it was like, it was fine. And she did a bunch of training. But that particular thing... <laughs> that hasn't... That movie great. doesn't exist yet. Yeah, we can't talk like, about it yet. Fine. Only whatever. original trilogy. Um, I like Only that. Because we will jump... We will fly all the way off the track and not even see it again if we go down this. Mm, all right. 
rabbit hole. Um, <laughs> so is there anything we miss? The um, now let's talk about the trilogy as in together as a whole. Okay. Um, and, and then if there is something we missed, we can catch it this time. Um, oh. So looking at it as a whole, looking at it as a new hope empire and the return of the Jedi. What do you think about the story? What do you think about the character arcs and how they relate to each other? You haven't seen anything else. So this is your only frame of reference. So okay. go for uh, it. I liked it. I thought that it was cool. I think that um, I Okay, now that, that we have your seventh grade book report, what do you think I, about I, I think characters that, specifically? Okay, so Luke Skywalker has the best arc because uh, Han, Solo yes. and, uh, Han Solo goes from um, sexy space pirate to slightly Again? nice and sexy space pirate. Ah! And, uh, <laughs> but Luke Skywalker goes from this whiny brat. He's like, ah, uh, to no, it's fine. It's cool. Let's do it. I'm in. Let's go. I can okay, you totally like you great. totally like flew by I'm a Jedi now. character development. Han went from from like willing to murder at will, like willing to murder first to and like a person who was at home in the hive of scum and villainy. To a man and a, a man who like hated, he wanted nothing to do with any of it. The Empire, the rebels, yeah. he was like whatever. He existed on the outer rim. He was like, I got my own thing. That's somebody else's thing. He went from that to being a man who was in love, to a man who was willing to fight for the rebels on their behalf and actually be a general because he became a general. Um, and actually, you know, to to fight in the army and not just be some guy, not army, but um, in the, the, their military and not just be some guy who's just like, whatever, I'm doing my own thing, I'm leaving, to actually being a member, to actually becoming a full-fledged part of it and leading the, the battle for the, you know, the end of the final Death Star and also helping the, the Wookiees, not Wookiees, but the uh, Ewoks, you know, helping on, um, on Endor. And so he, his character arc is... He went from whatever, this is not my fight, like I'm at home with the, the bowels of the Empire, like just leave me alone, I will shoot first, to now he's the good guy. So he has the ultimate redemption arc. Well, he doesn't yeah, have the ultimate he's redemption definitely arc. redeemed. He has, a, um, he has a redemption arc. The, the I, ultimate I just, redemption arc is Darth Vader's. I just like the fact that, um, that he, his personality didn't change much. He's still sarcastic. Uh, he's still fun, uh, but he's yes. like, yeah, I'll also help. I'm part of this team now. I get it. I'll help, but I'm still sarcastic and a sexy space pilot. Um, and I like that Leia. Um, I had to get it in one more time. Yes, obviously. And I like Leia because she went from um, being in charge and always uh, on top of things to in charge on top of things, but also has a boyfriend now. <laughs> Um, she doesn't change much um, does she? well yeah because she lost her entire planet her father yeah. was on that planet her family everybody she knew they all died but, she, but she's like, she doesn't seem to be bothered by it because in <laughs> Return of the Jedi she's just like whatever let's kill fun well it's not so much that she doesn't seem to be bothered by it but remember this is war and war is ongoing and you gotta keep moving you gotta keep you, you get to the next objective so, she yeah, she, she could break have, down um, and freak out over it, but that's not why she's a general. She's a general because 
she didn't break down and freak out over it. She moved on. Like she kept going to the next Leia, thing. Instead of Princess Leia in the uh, Force Awakened. She becomes um, General Leia at the, I think, is it during? I think, yeah. yeah, I think it's at the end of Return, maybe. I don't know, maybe. I could be wrong. Um, Luke Skywalker has the more interesting, obvious arc. He goes from um, being a farmer uh, who farms sand or something. Moisture um, farmer. Moisture, moisture farmer. Which is important for a desert planet. Indeed. Um, so he farms moisture and then he's and is like, I need to join the academy. I want to get off this stupid desert. Look at it. It's a desert. The entire planet is desert. Global warming, man. Sucks. Ah, uh, you cut out. There we go. Um, so he goes from that <laughs> to uh, being a Jedi and Yoda's like, I don't have anything else to teach you. So he goes from that to that uh, over the course of three movies and it's like, it takes his time. It's very patient and he, and we see him develop and it's great. And even, and he can block blasters with his, by sensing the force, but Han Solo was like, yeah, robots are fine, but like, can you actually do it when it's not a robot? Also, it's probably a coincidence because I don't believe in religion. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I would be Yeah, lying. not a lot of Jedi hang out on the Outer Rim. So, yeah. An it's hasn't a... had any experience with them. Yeah. And then, like, after uh, Return of the Jedi, he becomes an evil clown and fights Batman. So, I'm like, that's cool as well. Let's do that. You, just, you have to fuck that... the Joker in every single episode. Well, what I feel like you're contractually Hamill. obligated, but, um, yeah. We are We're talking, talking about, about Mark Hamill, who is a yeah. who I knew from being the Joker, and then I, and then it's I realized, just, yeah, it's and just, then I'm I like, can't. He's, he's also Luke Skywalker. Oh, it's, no, uh, okay, moving on. We're just we're gonna go. Okay, so what other characters? Um, um, we got we got Lando, we got Emperor Palpatine. Um, Emperor Palpatine isn't doesn't really have a character arc in this. He does have he does it fuck up. And choose all the scenery, but I hear he does that more in the prequels. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, okay, so um, we're like I don't know what time we're on now because we keep getting cut off and brought back in. So I don't know, but I'm assuming because in regular time we would be plus we started a little bit late. Regular time we would be at the phase of like this should be over, like wrapping it up. So I mean, we, fair enough. We have the regular time we've been two hours. Yeah. Um, So I'm going to, and I'll ask you really quick, is there anything else you want to say on it? And then I'm going Um, to jump into the prequel stuff. I don't know if Darth Vader earned his redemption because he is is space Hitler. But the fact that Luke Skywalker is like, I can bring it back to the dark side. I know it. Um, It's more a journey for uh, Luke than it is for Vader to get Vader to be redeemed. And then Vader uh, throughout the movie is like, I can't go back from the dark side. It's, I, it's too powerful. And I like that he dies at the end because if he didn't die, that would have been an awkward conversation. <laughs> what are you talking about? An awkward conversation with whom? With everyone. He's like, hey, I'm Darth Vader. Sorry about killing you. Uh, but Luke redeemed me. So that's cool, right? And then he's just executed. <laughs> I mean, good luck trying to execute Darth Vader, because, you know... Well, then he'd he'd be fighting, and then uh, it would be Luke Skywalker trying to control Vader. He's like, no, no killing. You can't kill. (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, I want that to be the sequels. I knew you were going to say that. That would be hilarious. Um, Okay, so... Be dumb as balls, yes? 
Um, okay, so now that you've had your fill, um, before you go to watch the prequels, you need to hear what I heard and others before the prequels. So when you were being potty trained, the rest <laughs> of us were hearing, hey, did you hear George Lucas is going to go back and he's going to write the story of Darth Vader? What? Yeah, he's going to tell the story of Anakin Skywalker. What, we're going to get to see Anakin? Yeah, we're going to get to see the Clone We're going to get to see the Clone Wars? Because it was mentioned that it was like a line in A New Hope. And now we're going to get to see the Clone Wars. And we're going to get to see Obi-Wan when he was training, when he was a Padawan. Oh, that's so awesome. We're going to get to see Anakin Skywalker be trained by Obi-Wan. Wow. Oh, that's cool. And we're going to get to see the fall of the Jedi. And we're going to get to see, like, and so all of these promises and, like, how cool it was going to be. And, okay, so um, I don't know if I can still get this while recording because I haven't tried this on my phone. There's a fun fact about uh, Sprint. If you use the phone and you, like, you can't use the phone and be on, like, you can't be on the phone and, and be on the internet at the same time unless oh, you are dumb. on Wi-Fi. Fun fact. Um, <laughs> But it's true. Um, so, okay, I'm going to read you um, an article from 1997. Okay. Lucas has said repeatedly that the new movies, which will all take place years earlier than Star Wars in the Grand Timeline, will be darker and more serious in tone. He's, Lucas says he's aiming for a more epic, David Lean look into the new movies, um, Time Magazine reported. Um, so Lean directed Lawrence of Arabia and A Passage to India. In terms of narrative, the new films will recount the collapse of the Galactic Republic, the emergence of the Empire, and of course, the Emperor, and the story of how Luke Skywalker's once heroic father becomes the sinister Darth Vader. Adventures of Ben Kenobi as a young Jedi Knight will also be intertwined. As early as 83, Lucas was describing the prequels as more like a soap opera, really, really Machiavellian, with lots of potential intrigue. More recently, he sounded as if they will resemble morality plays. It's about the downfall of Anakin Skywalker, Luke's father, and his descent into evil, Luke told the Los Angeles Times earlier this year. It's bleak, but if you know the other three movies, you'll know everything turns out all right. Um, so this is what you need to know before you go in there, okay? Um, and then let's see, there's something else. Um, oh. Um, it's bleak, but if you know the other three movies, you know that everything turns out all right in the end, that his son comes back and redeems him. That's the real story. It's always been about the redemption of Anakin Skywalker. It's just that it's always been told from his son's point of view. When the story of the six films is put together, it has a more interesting arc because you're actually rooting more for Darth Vader than you are for Luke. Until now, you didn't know that the, what the problem really was because Darth Vader is just this big bad guy. You didn't realize that he's actually got a problem too. It sounds so, very promising. I hope that it, they don't fuck it up. Um, yeah. So, so that's which that's I how wanna, you're going in. Okay. I'm, so I'm going to give like, you homework. You're going to give me homework. Yeah. So I'm going to watch Spaceballs along with the uh, prequels. But Indeed. so according to someone, are you going to give uh, me Harry Potter again? Because I no. feel Harry Potter coming on. Okay. Um, so I'm going to give you a movie that, according to a video essay I watched. Um, because I, I watched video essays about the prequels to get me hyped about uh, the prequels. So according to them, they, the um, arc that, uh, that George Lucas was going for was, um, is similar to an arc in the movie Dr. Zivago. Zivago? Dr. Zivago. Zivago. 
Yeah, Z H I V A G O. Yeah, it's pronounced Javaga. So, uh, in order to um, and the um, is it the the man who um, what's because there's a really long title like Doctor Travago and the something about the atomic bomb. Anyway, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> no, that's Doctor Strangelove. Oh, Doctor Strangelove. Yeah, that's right. I, I mix the two movies. Anyway, Doctor Travago. So yes, that's the different. Doctor Zivago is um, about uh, during a time of war. There's a love story, and um, apparently everything that George Lucas was going for in the prequels was successfully done in this one. Mm-hmm. So it would be a good companion piece for you to watch while I'm watching the prequel. <laughs> The funny thing about this, why I'm laughing, is because for the last, like, month, Daniel's been like, so you're not going to make me watch the prequels, right? So I don't have to watch the prequels? So you mean I don't, you, you just said I don't have to watch the prequels. That's every time I say anything, he's like, so I don't have to watch the prequels? <laughs> he's trying so hard to get I'm out of it. Or to be like, like it. Well, I don't know why, I told you, don't go in with any kind of, don't go in with the assumption that you're not going to like it, because you haven't seen them. I didn't go in with the assumption that I wasn't going to like it. I went in with the assumption that this was going to be awesome. It was going to be the greatest thing ever since sliced bread because we're going to get to see Anakin Skywalker. And then we had these really awesome posters that were, oh, they were so cool. It was a poster of a little kid that we now know as Anakin Skywalker with Darth Vader being the shadow. How cool is that? It's teasing like, hey, this is it. We're going to get to see him go from this cute, innocent little kid the big baddie it's coming it's so, coming so here's what, and then here's what you get happened. to see the phantom menace and the phantom menace is darth maul and you don't know anything else about darth maul you know nothing all you see is his face i thought the phantom menace menacing. was palpatine you don't know phantom that menace. yet because the only image that you've been seen you've been shown in the, the marketing is darth maul you see his okay. face you know he's called darth maul and he's menacing and that's all you know that's okay. all you know. You haven't seen all of the stuff. You haven't watched the videos that you saw. You saw none of that happened because the movie hasn't come out yet. Nobody's seen it. All we've seen is the marketing. So okay, that's what fine. I want you to do. I want you to go back before you watch the Phantom Menace. I want uh-huh. you to Google trailer or YouTube trailers for the Phantom Menace. I want you to see the trailer for the Phantom Menace and then watch the Phantom Menace. Okay. And that's all you're gonna know about the Phantom Menace is what I've told you and from what you saw in that trailer. And that's it. And then watch the Phantom Menace. Cool. So you want me to be uh, excited for it and then very disappointed afterwards. That's not what I said. Experience (laughs) of what of what what it was like for you watching it. (laughs) Not what I said. What I said was I want you to be. I want you to experience 1999 the way I did. (laughs) Okay. Okay. I want you to see the trailer. And I watched the Weird Al mu- music videos that came out. Uh, I'll do all that. Fine. <laughs> no, literally, just watch the trailer. There's like two trailers. Just okay. watch the trailers and then the watch the really Phantom good. On, yes, Oh, speaking of great trailers, really did you see the trailer for, um, for Austin Powers that came out the same year as, um, as, the, as Phantom Menace? Yes, considering I, I saw Austin Powers. Austin Powers was like a I cultural... Love it thing back then we were all talking like austin powers i love the fact that austin powers did the did a parody for of uh star wars and then was like if you're gonna see one movie this summer see star wars but if you're gonna see two two, yeah 
I fucking love yeah, that. I, I respect that hustle so hard because they're like, we know that you're going to see Star Wars. Everyone's going to see Star Wars. But you're going to see another one. Give us some money. Yeah, um, yeah, um, yeah. I, had, I was in college at the time and a friend of mine would leave voice messages. He was really good at doing voices. And he would leave um, the outro, like the outgoing message on your voicemail as if he was Austin Powers. It was <laughs> also, or not Austin Powers, sorry, as Dr. Evil was hilarious. That's um, yeah, so yes, I did see the commercials uh, or the trailers. I, I also saw the movie in theaters. Um, I was in college at the time. Cool. So, so yeah. So I'm going <laughs> wow. so to see, uh, Austin, not Austin, fuck man. I'm going to see Star Wars. I'm going to see Spaceballs. I'm going to see um, uh, Dr. It's just those four. Just watch, yeah, just watch, um, Watch I'm also gonna see. I'm also gonna see Doctor Zhivago as like for further context. Don't watch Doctor Zhivago until after you see the Phantom Menace because I don't think that you or don't until you see the entire entire trilogy. trilogy. And we yeah. talk about it because I want to. I, I I get it. Um, I I think that you watching Doctor Zhivago would be good though. Yeah, I'll um, watch it. I think I've seen it like a hundred years ago, but I'll rewatch it. I think that my initial, like, I was a kid, and I was like, this is boring, and I don't give a shit. But, yeah. But, like, um, apparently, according to the video, I'm pretty sure I saw it, and I was like, this is yeah. dumb and boring. Well, I thought Rocky was dumb and boring. Kids are stupid. Um, <laughs> so, um, just, uh, so, you watch Dr. Zivago, I watch Spaceballs, oh, Spaceballs, uh, and the... Um, Spaceballs is on who? You don't have who? Damn it! I don't have who just, I was going to be like, oh, it's all right there. Yeah, Spaceballs is on Hulu, but you don't have Hulu. It might be on Disney+. Plus. I mean, if it's on Disney+, sure. Plus, I'll respect them so hard. I think it might be. I, I, I don't know, because I remember seeing it on a streaming service, and it might be that. It's one of them. It's either, it's either on, because I, I, have, I have Disney+, Plus, Netflix, and Hulu, um, and I know I saw Spaceballs on one of them. I think it might be on Disney+. Plus, I'm not sure, but I know that if it's not on Disney Plus, then it's definitely on Hulu. It's one of the ones Disney owns because Disney owns both of those. Um, oh, yeah. It's streaming. Well, it's streaming, and it's also like go, do you, go to your your Just Watch website. It should probably yeah, be there. It's not here. No, I mean like you you can't stream it anywhere. It doesn't show that right. it's streaming. Okay. It doesn't show that it's streaming. Why do you live in the middle of nowhere? Because Spaceballs is like it's streaming all over the place here for me. And then again, just like I showed you with Lucky Number Eleven, I can go to Book Off and find it for a dollar fifty. Yeah, speaking of which, I'm not going to have time to watch Lucky Number 7 until, like, next month. Because i got so much stuff uh, to watch. Uh, only three movies. It should only be about seven, eight hours. Oh, good. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I can't watch, I can't watch Spaceballs. Uh, it's not here. But I watched the, origin, the prequels. What? And I checked down Spaceballs. What? I know. I you have movies. I have healthcare. It's a system. Oh, I, that's oh, that's so true. <laughs> so not uh, right. like that's just that was a low blow. It was accurate, but it was just it's dumb. <laughs> like it's just wrong. So uh, okay, let's wrap this up because I got I got shit to watch. You have to watch Spaceballs. Space, you will now that you've seen the Ridge Trage. You will love uh-huh. Spaceballs. It's hilarious. Um, okay. Yeah, so figure out how to find it and, and get on it. It's funny. And then watch the prequels. Um, I'm assuming, do you still have Disney Plus? Uh, yeah. Have you seen The Mandalorian? Have you watched all three episodes? 
No, I haven't seen The Mandalorian because I don't care. What? The Mandalorian is good and it takes place. Um, if you watching it now was great because you just rewatched the original trilogy and the Mandalorian uh-huh. takes place right after the return of the Jedi. It takes place like about five or six years after return of the Jedi. Cool. And it's good. I'm going to watch it. Oh, there's an adorable baby Yoda. It's just fucking amazing. I, I saw the oh, and also, baby I've officially bought the space balls. I got it on DVD now and it's coming. Right, It'll be awesome. here eventually. Um, Nifty. Um, the the Mandalorian episodes are only like thirty minutes long, so it's not like they're hours. It's just like thirty minutes each. Yeah. And by the way, you, Mister, when I want to talk about something, I only want to hear the good parts. Everybody loves the Mandalorian. We all Star Wars fans are united behind the Mandalorian. Well, that's good for you. So. <laughs> all right. So, this has been another episode, fun filled of Cinematic Adventures podcast with JP and Future Man. Hi. A.K.A. Daniel. <laughs> Follow us on all of the things. That being the social media, we're on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Um, are we on anything else? I think so. Uh, MySpace. We are not on MySpace. Yeah, no one's on MySpace. I think <laughs> I might have an old account. No, I there. still have MySpace profile. I, I can't yeah, ask. I, I tried I, logging into my MySpace. I couldn't figure it out. Anyway, follow us on those three <laughs> things. Um, and catch us on Podbean and iTunes. Uh, full disclosure, if you're on Twitter, you're probably talking to Daniel. If you are I, on Instagram, you are probably talking to me. If I got you rid of my Facebook. Facebook. If you're on Facebook, it could be either one of us. Uh, we actually have a Star Wars post out that right now that starts out as Daniel and ends up as me, but I did it to make it seem like Daniel's just arguing with himself. So it was kind very of funny. funny. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fun times. So follow us on all the social media. Come back and listen. Subscribe. Have fun. Tell your friends. Yeah. May Will the force be with you. And also with you. <laughs> Just one more round, friend Then homeward bound, friend Don't forget me in your dreams Just one more song, friend And then so long, friend The nights get shorter, it seems Just one more round